0: I want to talk to you all about the importance of sowing in the Spirit. I'm not talking sowing in the Spirit in terms of giving, you know, uh, uh, something away to someone. I'm talking about by spending time with God. I'm talking sowing in the Spirit in terms of prayer, meditation. And, and someone says, your lives and books have helped me so much. Thank you. Thank you, baby. Maybe I'm on here just for you today, because um, God knows, and I say this every time, but it's so true. God knows I was about to get my butt um, in the bed early, uh, because yesterday I spent quite a bit of time, uh, probably from about noon or so, right after I got in from church, I listened to a little bit of another sermon, and then I literally was in prayer Um From about that time to almost about 11 something at night. So just imagine 10, 11 hours straight back and forth in my closet in prayer. I would just come out to eat, you know, use the bathroom or whatever and go right back in prayer. Um, I don't know if you all are aware, but um, there really is. Let me put the mic on. I didn't even have the mic on. There really is a spiritual battle going on. Uh, Does anyone recognize that or is it just me that understands that there really is a spiritual battle? There's so much happening right now in this world. It's just not even funny. I've I've never seen and heard from so many people who at some point has either been discouraged or going through a hard season or going through something. And even for those who are doing pretty well, still going through some things. Okay, I see a lot of people coming through on this platform. Someone says, yes, it's true. Yes, it's me. Yes, indeed. Someone says, good evening, Z from Philly. Love you. Love you, baby. Love you, Portia. Um, someone is saying, yes, it is. So you guys get it. Someone says, I feel this strongly. Yeah, it's been, and it's been, it's been weird because even yesterday, it, it was, I can't explain it. And again, I don't want you guys thinking that she's just some religious lady. Because it really is not about that. It's about waging war in the spirit. Like there's something in me, it's almost like a righteous anger that, I got to go before God. And now you guys know me enough to know I go in my closet a lot. So I go and I'll be in my closet at nighttime. And there's something about being in his presence. There's something about, I, I can't explain it, but there's such a heavy spiritual weight that's going on in the spirit that I don't know. And forgive me for saying this. I pray not to offend anybody. I don't know how anyone out there is able to thrive and do well in life without spending that quality time with God, so you can be strengthened. And I don't mean it as a bad thing, but I just mean I don't I don't even know how I don't know how my life would be if I minus that from my life. So I'm on here to encourage you all to start sowing in the Spirit. And when I say sowing in the Spirit, let me clarify. I'm talking about simply spending time with God. Earlier today, uh, when I was in one of my mentoring sessions, um, I asked um, them. I said. How exactly are you allowing room in your life for uh, the Holy Spirit to speak to you, you know? Or you can ask that question, how am I allowing room in my life for God to speak to me? Or whatever you want to throw in that space. For me, I I say, how am I allowing room in my life for, for the Holy Spirit to speak to me, for God to begin to speak? How are you allowing room in your life? Who can answer that? Like, what is it that you're doing? Someone says we need God all the time. Someone says transformation is taking place. It's uncomfortable. You're right, baby. You're right. I actually have a 12-week, a, a um, can't believe I'm going to be spending 12 weeks with people. God, give me strength. A 12-week retreat um, that I'm launching, it actually starts next week. Uh, and uh, it, it's a transformation journey. So it's amazing that you use that term. You're absolutely right. But how are you allowing um, room For the Holy Spirit to be able to speak to you, you know, or for God to be able to speak to you. What what is it that you all are doing to allow that kind of room? And what I mean by that is, what are you doing in your routine, your daily routine, to literally sit in God's presence and just listen? What, What are you doing? I want to hear some some answers. Somebody said, wow, 12 weeks. That's all. I know that's part of why I've been in battling in prayer, because I'm like, God, you got to carry me through to be able to spend 12 full weeks with people. My God. Um, uh, but yes, baby, that's that's a long time. Um, uh, I, I don't want to get into that now because I I'm, I'm being very honest with you. I didn't get on here to promote something. I just bought that up because it is happening next week. But you can always go to my website at Zenja Glass. You know, if you're interested in that. But how how are you allowing yourself to sit in His presence and get the answers from Him? Like, what what are you doing in your routine? What what are you doing? Someone says your videos are really helpful. He speaks to me through the word. Someone says I have coffee with God in the morning. Okay, May, I love that. I love that you say you have coffee with Him in the morning. I think that's absolutely beautiful that you're just sitting with him. Patricia says, um, spending time in prayer, fasting, and listening to the voice of God. Patricia, that's really, I just love Patricia. That's really, really, really important. Spending time in prayer and fasting. Who else is doing something? Someone says, I need to be more consistent. But sometimes I just sit and cry and pray um, before going to bed. You know what, baby? I don't want you to feel bad about that because you already probably know my story. You know, I've talked about it so many times, especially after losing my son. Um, You know, I was just at a point where I couldn't even pray, really. I don't even know if I wanted to pray in that moment, to be honest with you. But it's okay sometimes to just sit in his presence and be silent because you don't even know what to say. You don't even know what to do. And it's okay. Okay. Romans 3.23 teaches us, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all messed up to some degree. We all are. I was just saying that earlier today. We all mess up. But we can approach the throne of grace with confidence. And so what I want to teach you all, I, I shouldn't even say teach you all, because I'm just sharing my life. What I want to encourage you with is sit in his presence and sow in the spirit. Sit in his presence. They may say, well, Z, why is that so important? I wish you guys could be with me And see what I see and what I feel and what I hear when I'm literally in the presence of God. At least I feel I'm in the presence of God. Sitting and praying and just in meditation and just in his presence. It's as if all of the, you know how sometimes you have the anxiety or you have the stress, right? So many things happen in life right now. Please don't think I'm immune to it because I'm a mess on a good day. Stuff happened to me all the time, right? But there's something that happens, when you're in the presence of God and you refuse to leave until your heart is comforted. It's almost as if he begins to, I can't quite put it in words, but it's almost as if all of the unclean spirits, as if everything that was sought on assignment, by the way, I'm going to get into that in a minute because you guys got to understand some people and some things are sent as an assignment to bring you down. I'm going to get there in a minute. Just I'm going to come back to that. But it's almost as if, when you're standing and you're, you're you're in the presence of God, it's almost as if He He moves those spirits or those distractions away from you, so that so that you can begin to see that you're higher than it. Sometimes I stand up in my closet. I know this may be weird to you guys, but we family at this point, so I tell you anything you don't. Know, I tell you everything at this point. Sometimes I literally, especially when I've been in my closet for a long time, like Sunday, I was in my closet, probably, I don't know. I got out of church at noon and all I know is at about 11 something, I was finally walking out of my closet. But sometimes I get to a point where I'm standing and it's almost as as if I'm in the spirit. I'm I'm standing and I'm in the spirit with God and I'm looking down at my circumstances. I'm looking down at the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And there's such peace in my heart because God is showing me that I'm above it. Let me go to a scripture because this is just me talking and I need to be actually going into the word of God. Let me give you guys a scripture or two so you can understand where I'm coming from. Let me see some more requests here. Someone says, hey, mama, hey, baby. Hi, Meryl, hi, everyone. Um, someone says, say, uh, Facebook or social media is addictive. Yeah, you're right, it can be. Um, Stacy said, it's not weird, it's perfect timing. Okay, good, Stacy. so you got what I was saying. I love that. So I went over Ephesians um, chapter six, I think last time when I, when I went live, if I did, then you're just going to hear it again because it ain't going to hurt you to hear Scripture again. But Ephesians chapter 6, and this just shows you how much I've read it because my Bible page is almost like coming out. But Ephesians chapter 6 teaches us to put on the full armor of God. So anyone knows what that means? When when, when the Word of God teaches us to put on the full armor of God, what in the world does that mean? To put on the full armor? Someone says, do you mentor? I'm learning so much from you. Yeah, baby, you can go to my site at Zenja Glass um, and... Uh, uh, you could get in the mentorship, or the the, the actually a 12 week retreat I just launched. Um, we're starting, I think, actually next week, Monday. God help me, um, where I'm spending 12 weeks with people, taking them on a transformational journey. Let me not, let me rephrase that. I'm not taking anyone on a journey. I'm going on the 12 week journey myself. They're just going along with me. But um, so hopefully that helps, baby. But anyway, in Ephesians chapter six talks about put on the full armor of God. Does anyone know what that means? When when the Bible says to put on the full armor of God, thank you for the roses, baby. What does that mean? Someone said fruits of the spirit, Victoria. I'm glad you said that because we're going to turn to Galatians. I think it's chapter five. And we're going to talk about the fruit of the spirit in just a minute. What is the full armor of God? Someone says God protection, his righteousness, his peace. Okay, give me a little bit more. Give me a little bit more. I want to see what you guys know. Okay, come on. Give me a little bit more. So let me see if my, my feed is working here. What does it mean to put on the full armor of God? I'm looking for some more comments coming through here. So be ready for the day. Okay, how do we get ready, Victoria? That's a good point. Our weapons we fight the enemy with. Okay, Yolanda, you're getting a lot close. Here we go. The Ann said something. She said the sword, which is the word of God. Come on, baby. Come on. Sitting in his presence. Okay, come on, Joy. The belt, the shield. Okay, now you guys are getting it. The breastplate of righteousness. Okay, okay. All right, so let me read a little bit in case some of you all have no idea what they're talking about. Um, let, let me just read a little bit to you. I know not everybody's into the word of God, but I am. And if it bothers you, baby, all I can say is no, I'm coming from a place of love and I'm just here to encourage and help you. So even if you're not really into the Bible, You know, I have a lot of podcast subscribers and some of them never picked up a Bible day in their life. And some of them are full time ministers over big congregations. So it's a wide range. But if you know that I'm coming from a place of love and God knows I am, just at least listen. okay? and let a little bit of this word get in you. okay? so the full armor of God. Let's see what was written here. In Ephesians chapter six, verse 10, it says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. So that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. What do you mean take your stand against the devil's schemes? You mean there's schemes that's going on that I can't see? So I'm going to keep reading here so you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Verse 12. Now I'm reading out of an NIV. My NIV, my Bible is over 30 some years old. So if your NIV is just a little bit different, it's okay. I'm going to start reading from my uh, King James Version and some of my other Bible versions as well, because I've heard some people request that. But right now I'm in the NIV. Uh, so, verse, so let me just start over again. Verse 10. I'm in Ephesians 6. Finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Interesting. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world. What in the world is this Bible talking about? Are you guys picking this up? Somebody saying right on time, I need this. Okay, so listen to me, baby. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. What? Did you catch that? Interesting. Let me keep on reading. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, does it say you, can, you, you should be scared? No. Does it say so that when the day of evil comes, You'll shrink back? No. Does it say that when the day of evil comes, you'll start to worry and be up all night worrying and stressing yourself out over a battle that God already won for you? No. Let's read what it says. Therefore, I'm in verse 13, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, Stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. What is this belt of truth? What is this belt of truth buckled around your waist? You know, when I was in prayer last night, or well, for a long time yesterday, Because I I was, to be honest with you, there was a lot lot going on, a whole lot going on. Some things I won't even even give the enemy justice of mentioning some of the things he tried to bring against me. And I know it has a lot to do with this whole 12-week retreat that God has put in my heart to launch. He doesn't want people to be set free from things, but that's another subject. But I said to myself, there's something in God's character I've still got to learn and know. Because when I know his character, there's a way he will allow me to fail. There's no way he will allow the enemy to win a battle against me. So that's why I had to engage in the spirit. I had to be reminded of the character of God. But let me keep reading. My God. It says, when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. So that's the point I was making. That's the point I was making. When I said, I asked, there's something about God's character I got to learn. Because I can't sit here and believe this lie the enemy's feeding me. We're going to talk about that in a minute. If you hang in there with me another few minutes, I know you probably got your little videos and stuff. Y'all got to go watch and see, but spend a little time and let some word get in you. Okay. Just spend a little bit of time because I want to talk to you guys about how save masquerades as an angel of light. And oh, baby, he can come against you with friends, family members, situations. You out there being naive, thinking this situation is good, this business opportunity is good, this person's good in my life, this relationship may be good. You know, he seems pretty cool or she seems all right or whatever. And baby, you, oh my God, Lord, I see you moving already. Mm, I feel, I know you're moving already, God. What some of you may not understand, and there may just be one person that needs to know this. Sometimes people are signed on an assignment, baby. Sometimes people are signed on an assignment for you because of the calling on your life. And you're sitting there, if your spiritual eyes are not open, and you're not aware that the fight is not in the flesh and blood, it's really phys- it, this fight is, is not against flesh and blood, but it's really spiritual. And you don't have those, you know, spiritual goggles, I, you know, when I, when I, teaching my mentorship, I like to talk about goggles. You don't have your goggles adjusted. You sitting there being stressed and worried and down and wondering why things ain't working out and why this person treating you this way, why this ain't happening. And you don't even understand there's such a calling on your life, such a calling on your life that you don't, you don't realize the fight is in the spirit. So if instead of engaging in the, in the, in the physical, you engage in the spirit. Ooh, you guys getting this? Okay, I see it. Thank y'all for all the hearts and everything, baby. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, let me keep on. Ooh, I could just talk to y'all all night. Let me pause a second. You guys know I'll drift and I'll come back. I really, really wish to God, I, I really wish that you all knew how much I pray for you. I, I really do. I say, God, show me how to help your babies. Show me, show me, use my life and show me what is it that I can do to help them? Because the biggest concern that I have, and again, I'm not some big major religious woman that knows everything about everything. I don't. I mess up on a good day. I do. But one thing that really concerns me is a lack of the knowledge of God. Because there is a lack, there's a scripture that says my people fail for lack of knowledge. But because there's a lack in an awareness of the actual character of God and who he is, we can easily allow Satan to masquerade as an angel of light. And you out there fighting the wrong battle and don't even know it. You're fighting the wrong battle and don't even know it. Some of you may be in jobs. I I know I'm drifting. Just just let me go with this for a moment. Some of you may be in jobs that you... You don't like, you don't know what's going on there. You, you, you ready to leave. You're ready to do this. You're ready to do that. And you don't even understand God got you there for one reason and one reason only. It could be to meet this one person or, or let me, let me change that up. Let me change that up. It could also be a spiritual battle where God is showing you. I put a dream in you that you supposed to be out here working on. You're not supposed to still be here in the first place. I'm allowing this heat, this fire to get hot. So you can go do what I put inside of you to do. He plants seeds. Don't get me started on that. I'll go down a whole nother road. God just put that in my heart. Maybe that's just for one person. Okay, so we're reading Ephesians 6. I didn't even get through the verse yet. We're talking about putting on the full armor of God and what is this spiritual battle all about? Because I don't think the majority of you guys believe me when I tell you it's a spiritual battle. Now, all my kids are grown. You guys know I lost one of my sons just before I finished my book, Um, but I lost one of my sons. Um, In fact, I just talked to another one right before this call because they're adults and they're out living their lives and doing their things. But I talk to you all just as if I'm talking to my children who I love with all my heart. God knows I do. I'm not going to tell you nothing wrong. I'm not going to try to manipulate you, baby, or take advantage of you or try to get something from you. That's not who I am. I look at you all as just an extension. And I don't mean that in an arrogant way, as though I know everything and I'm the mom and you the kids. I don't because I know probably half the people on this live right now can run circles around me in terms of their knowledge of God and of the Bible. But I just mean it's a maternal love. And I'm just trying to help you. I'm just trying to encourage you. Okay. so. Let me go back to Ephesians 6. Thank you all for the hearts. Crystal says, We love you. I love you too, baby. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, Ephesians 6, we're talking about putting on the full armor of God. Now, if you all are just now joining, you can watch this live on my YouTube or on my Instagram. Um, The whole thing will be posted in a few minutes when I end the live. Where were we at? We're talking about stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place. Okay, so there's this breastplate of righteousness in place. What does that mean? That's how you live in your life. How you live. You, you can't be out there doing some of everything now. And then the next moment calling on the Lord. Come on. You know, there, there's there's a, righteous, a breastplate of righteousness. Now, we all sin. Romans 3.23 teaches us we all fall short but a breastplate of righteousness in place. What else does it say? What else is about this full armor of God? So the breastplate of righteousness in place with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Please, if if you're in this live just for another few minutes, because I know you got to get back to your, your, your little videos and stuff. Please listen to that verse that I just said. Please listen to what I just said. In Ephesians 6, it says, in verse 16, we're talking about this spiritual battle. Take up the shield of faith, which which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Doesn't that mean that the evil one sends flaming arrows? Or am I reading this wrong? Somebody said them videos can wait, y'all. Amen, Mimi. Thank you, baby. So now let's keep going in verse 17. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So you're trying to tell me, and I know my Bible is all, don't, don't talk about my Bible. It's taped together and I know I'm not going to go get it restored. Nobody's going to get this from me. But anyway, you're telling me that this is the sword? This is a, How is this a sword? This is just paper. How is it a sword? It's a sword because it contains the weapons that we need to fight the enemy. So if you don't have your sword, if, if, you, if you don't know your passages and you don't have something to fight with, what sword are you using, baby? I'm not talking down anybody. I'm actually encouraging you. I'm encouraging you. Even if you only can remember or know one passage, know that one. Get into the word of God. My mama used to tell me that before she died. My mama was an amazing woman. She was a social worker for adults with disabilities. You talk about a woman that gave to the community. Everybody knew uh, knew my mother. She was like the mother to the whole city, not even neighborhood. An amazing minister, an amazing woman to God. And, she, and I don't recall hardly any conversations that I can think of that I had with her where she didn't teach me the word of God or quote a scripture or say something. And I used to kind of, yeah, mama, I'm just calling to see if you need me to pick up you some carefree curl activator. You know, like, I'm just trying to stop by and drop something off. And she like, baby, you better call on me. Like, she she would start quoting scriptures to me left and right. And she always did. And it's funny, now that she's gone, I'm sure she's smiling down looking at me like, look at my baby. She's doing the same thing. So some of you may be looking at me like, I don't have time for this. (laughs) I don't want to be hearing about no script. But, baby, trust me. I tell this to my own kids who are young adults right now. You know, they're in their twenties and mid twenties or what have you. Um, one of them, I told him, I said, baby, you pushing 30. But anyway, um, but trust me, uh, I look back on all those things my mother taught me and God knows has carried me. So for the younger people that may be in, in this, I may look a little strange to you, baby. And some woman with an Afro talking about God, but let this word get in you because one day you're going to need to call on them. Anyway, let me read a little bit more. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, so what did we just talk about? Uh, It says, the sword, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions. Okay, now let's jump over to something else. So we just read. Um, I'm feeling in my spirit. God has put it in my heart. I need to do this more often at nighttime. Mm. I'm going to have to walk in obedience. (sighs) I may have to do this more um, in the evenings like this because I I just felt that in my spirit that this is needed. So anyway... um, Let's turn over to, um, someone says, we're young adults, we hear you, auntie, amen. Someone says, yes, please, you are beautiful, thank you, baby. Our tongue wills the sword, I'm here to learn, I'm listening, amen, Dominique. Okay, let's keep it going. So, Daniel chapter 10 is a really interesting chapter. Now, I don't even know if you all know much about the book of Daniel chapter 10. But the only reason I'm turning to it, and and if I've talked about this in one of my lives, you're just going to hear it again, because sometimes I get confused with what I've talked about in my private mentorship sessions uh, versus live. But if I did, then you just hear it again. But Daniel chapter 10 really just kind of shakes me in a good way, because Daniel Chapter 10, if you guys turn to it really quickly. Daniel was a man who saw a vision. I, you know, I, I don't want to go through all of it, but basically he saw someone standing before him, a man dressed in linen with a belt of the finest gold around his waist. His body was like crystal light. His face was like lightning. His eyes was like flaming torches. Um, his arms and legs were like um uh, uh, bronze, and his voice was like the sound of a multitude. So he saw this strong angel. You know, some people say God. What a, well, no, not God. That's not true. Some people say... um Uh, It was uh, one of the strongest angels. But anyway, Daniel had a vision. Let me just get to the point because I'm going to lose some of you guys quickly by just saying that. I want you to catch what this angel said to Daniel once he finally was able to get to him. And the reason I want you to catch this is so many of you are praying and you think God didn't hear you. And the baby, I'm here to tell you he heard you the first time. He heard you the first time. But did you stay in prayer? Where is he? Why ain't he answering? Blah, 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 blah. I used to do it too. But now this passage changes everything for me. And I'm about to give you a really big diamond that I want you to always carry with you. Listen to what this angel said. Now, this is scriptural. It's not me making something up. Get your own Bible and read it. Daniel 10. Listen to what this angel said. The angel said, oh, God, give it to me. Verse 12. Then he continued. Do not be afraid, Daniel, because Daniel basically was shaking when he saw this huge angelic being and, you know, the angel touched him and he felt his knees and hands and all that stuff. So I guess he stood back up at this point. So then he continued. I'm in verse 12 of Daniel 10. Do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God your words were heard i'm not done it gets better than this if you give me another minute of your time please let me read that verse one more time and then i'm then i'm going to give you the, the 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 mountain the peak part of that this is what the angel said do not be afraid daniel since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your god your words were heard and i have come in response to them but here is the but that you got to get in case you think I'm silly for being in my closet praying for, I don't know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 hours yesterday. But verse uh, 15, the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. What is he talking about? The prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael one of the chief princess we're talking about Archangel Michael. yes, we're going there. We're going there for a minute. this ain't too heavy for you. Then Michael, one of the chief princess princes, came to help me. You mean telling me there's an actual battle that was taking place in the spiritual realm when Daniel was praying all that time? Not hearing nothing and you're trying to tell me a battle was taking place all along? that he couldn't see with his eyes. You guys, the Bible is clearly telling you this. I don't know why we don't believe it. I'm not just making stuff up. And I can turn to a whole lot of these kind of stories. I'm just trying to throw one or two at you because I know most people can't hear, you know, can't 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 stay in the Word for too long, hearing about God for too long and start to leave the feed. He says, but the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. My God. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, um, came to help me because I was detained. I was detained there with the king of Persia. Then he says, now I've come to explain to you the dream that you had. So he goes on to tell him all about the dream and what's to come. He basically, listen to this, he answers his prayer. He, he gives him the answers from heaven. That's why you're war in the spirit. That's what sowing in the spirit is. So he gives Daniel the answers. You guys can read all of that chapter if you want. I just want to jump to the end part of that. And the end part in verse 20, this is just what made me just, I, I, I just was like, my God. So after he go, gave him the the, the the vision, after he told Daniel everything that's going to happen, listen what he said. So he said, do you know why I've come to you? Soon I will return to fight against the prince of Persia. And when I go, the prince of Greece will come. But first, I will tell you what is written in the book of truth. So you mean telling me he had to fight to get the answer to David, to Daniel, and he's got to fight to get back. I see a whole lot of hearts going right now. It's a spiritual battle, baby. Don't get yourself wrapped up in fighting the wrong battle. Now I'm not preaching at you, I'm not a licensed minister. You all call me minister all the time. I'm a woman who loves God. I just happens to, you know, be a business owner. I just happens to be married. I just happens to have four adult children, right? I love God with all my heart, mind, body, and soul always have. So can my Bible, you know, more than just about most people that I know. I love it. I'm just here to love up on you and to share with you. Your answers are here. God heard you the first time. You got to get engaged in spiritual battle. So that's what sewing in the spirit is about. That's why it's not weird for me that yesterday, it, you know, I'm I'm literally in my closet. Because I know with this whole 12 week, oh my goodness, my God. I don't even you notice I haven't even gone online talking about it. It's not always wise to talk about what you're planning and doing until until it's pretty much ready to happen. And then you can announce it. But I keep things secret for quite a while. And I know that's not something that most people do. But this entire 12 week retreat um, that I'm about to take people on a whole transformation journey. I knew that I had to be strengthened in the spirit, but we're not done because I don't think you guys are convinced that the enemy masquerades as an angel of light. I want to talk about that a little bit. I want you guys to if y'all bear with me, can y'all bear with me another minute? Cause I can just talk to y'all all night. I'm seeing so many comments here, spiritual battles, physical manifestation. That's where we're at at this moment. That's right. That's right. Uh, Dominique says, when I first heard this scripture, it helped me. It really helped me. I'm glad you said that, Dominique. And the reason I I'd like to quote that book in Daniel 10 is to encourage you all. And that's why the Bible teaches us to always pray and never give up. We need to be having a breakthrough in the spirit. And I'm not trying to weird people out, because I know some people think that's just weird, you know? What's this breakthrough? Baby, if you don't believe that there's spiritual battles that go on right now, I don't know what to do to help you. But God knows you got to understand everything is spiritual. Everything is spiritual. I want you all to get to a point. Oh, God, please help your babies. I want you all to get to a point where when things happen. I had a couple things happen to me, and I'm not going to go into it. But here's the difference. When these situations happened to me recently, uh, and I know that my heart is I wanna help God, I wanna honor God and I wanna help his people, especially with this retreat and everything uh, going on that, that is about to go live. I knew that it was the enemy coming against me. And you wanna know what I did? I said, God, thank you. I wanna get you all to a point where you can thank God for the confirmation. My sister used to teach me that. She said, you got to trick the devil. You got to trick him. I want to get you all to a point where when I when position and things do come your way, you're like, this is going to be such a great opportunity to go higher in the spirit. Because I have dominion and authority over this. And to go higher instead of just being scared, instead of just reacting in fear. And I know it's easier said than done. But let's let's go a little bit deeper so you guys can understand what this is all about. In 2 Corinthians 10, and I may stop after this one. I got so many passages I can give to you guys, but I'll just give a little bit at a time because I could be here all night. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Maybe this encouraged encourage you. I think this was the Apostle Paul saying this. In verse 3, he says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought. Please just catch that before you leave. You have the ability and the power to take captive every thought and what do you do with it? Who knows the, the, the last part of that sentence? We have, we have, where it is. We demolish every argument, every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That's why I was battling yesterday. That's why I was in and out of my closet from about noonish or so until almost 11 something at night. And I know if you were with me, you probably would have thought something was wrong with me. Taking captive every thought. No, 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 no! I'm not gonna sit here and believe this lie. Mm-mm. No, no, no! There's something about God's character I gotta know. I gotta be reminded of. Let me go back into my war room again, and I'm in. Somebody told me that um, I, I don't watch movies. I, I I think I can name on three, four fingers the movies I've seen, probably in the last five, six, seven, eight, nine years, and I definitely don't listen to the radio, and it's rare I would turn on the television other than to catch a little bit of news, but I say that to say because I pray in my closet a lot. Some people have said, Z, you're you're an example of the war room woman. I don't even know who they're talking about, but I guess there's some movie called War Room or something. I've never seen it, but I've always for years sat in my closet and prayed, Um, but anyway, where was I going at with this? Let me read some of the comments here. Um, someone says, how does one take captive every thought? Ooh, one is such a good question. First of all, I can only give you my own experience, baby. Um, I have to be very wise and not act as if I have the answers for everybody because I don't. I wish I can tell you it's easy, but for me, it's a combination of things. Number one, for me, I love to play um, spiritual or gospel songs. Like I love, I've been listening to this guy Nathaniel Basie. Um, I believe he's from Africa. He's got some amazing, amazing worship songs. I just absolutely love his song, and I've only recently uh, started listening to him. But anyway, whether it's Nathaniel Basie or whoever, but I listen to some songs and I force my spirit to go into worship mode. You know, how sometimes it's just hard to pray. You may pray for three, four minutes, and then you just feel kind of weird because you don't even know what else to pray. Well, I force my, I force my spirit. should say, to sit in the presence of God. And I do that when I play my worship music, because I force myself to go into worship. And I literally say to myself, and I already know I'm going to weird you guys out on this. No, you're going to worship God. No, 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 no. You're not going to be distracted right now. You're going to bow down before the throne. So I'll I'll listen to gospel songs, sometimes the same song for like hours, to be honest with you, because I'm forcing myself into a a worship mode. So that's one thing I do, baby. Then I go in my closet and I sit and I begin to um, sometimes I'll listen to a sermon. Uh, Many times I'll turn to a passage. I'll read a psalm. And then many times, honestly, baby, I just sit. And I, and I remember the character of God or I quote a passage or something. So there's a variety of different things you can do, at least for me, to take captive every thought. Because my mind is always racing, right? You guys, if you're anything like me, you got a lot going on. You got, you know, you got to go to work. You got bills to pay. You got all these things going on. So I literally, it takes me some time, even in the morning when I get up to, to, to pray. It takes me almost an hour just to settle myself and to be present, just to be present, so that I can pray. So I hope I hope that that helped you, baby. Um, somebody said, "While well, I do that um, with YouTube, yes, I listened to Nathaniel. Um, someone said, "Zanja, pray." Uh, my job was eliminated last Thursday. Praying for the next chapter, trusting God, baby. I will make sure that I lift you in prayer. I will make sure I do that. Someone quoted First John um, four four. Is that the? I'm wondering if that's the other passage that I was going to go through. Um, Um, The one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Yes, 1 John 4, 4. The one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Come on, my sister, whoever put that up there. I knew that was one of my favorite ones. I had to turn to it real quick. Someone says, I don't think that's weird at all. Bow down and worship him. Um, Someone says, you're teaching exactly what my small little church is teaching me, spiritual battles. Yes, yes, yes. Daniel and Michael fighting in the second realm. Amen, amen, amen. She says, not a coincidence. I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, let me just see a few more comments coming through because they're going pretty quickly. Um, oh, this is a good one. Someone says, How does one stay patient without worrying while we wait on God? Oh, that's such a good one. I'm trying to see how much time I have to unpack that one. I put up a podcast episode. Um, you got, for those who don't know me, my name is Zenja Glass. Everyone calls me Z. And I have a podcast called Unlocking Greatness uh, Podcast with Zenja Glass. That's a whole story by itself, how that got started three years ago, uh, sitting in my closet. And God put it in my heart. You got to take to the world what I'm, what our conversations in this closet. And I says, God, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I don't do social media. And God's like you do now. So it took everything in me to turn on cameras and do this kind of stuff because I'm a private person. I don't get into social media. But anyway, I say that to say one of the podcast episodes I did, I think over two years ago, uh, I want you to look that one up, baby, that just answered that question, and I think it's called, um, I've waited long enough, or why should I wait on the Lord any longer? That's what I called it. So if you go to my YouTube and you put in, why should I wait for the Lord any longer? It's something like that, or why should I continue to wait? I did an entire podcast episode on that one, and I went really deep into it, so go to there and and, and listen to that one, and I hope that that really helps you, baby. Um Okay, so hopefully I answered your question on that one because that would take me a while to unpack it. That was a really, really, really good question. And the whole point behind that is that, oh, I'm trying not to go into it. I'm trying my best not to go into it. But what was going on at the time and the famine and everything and when the prophet came along and said, by this time tomorrow, here's what's going to happen. So there's a twist to it. But go ahead and, and just listen to that whole podcast episode and hopefully that'll that'll help you. Um, let me see here. There's some other ones come in. Fighting in the flesh of mine is um, so hard. Thank you, my sister, for coming on live. Let's talk about that a little bit. Give me one more minute of your time. Go to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Now, I know you guys think I'm going to be parking on verse 19 through 21, which is the acts of sinful nature. And that's the whole passage about... Acts of sinful nature are obvious, and it talks about, you know, all the things you can be doing wrong, you know, immorality and debauchery and idolatry and discord and fits of rage and jealousy, and, and it gets in all of that. Now, read that. It's good for you to read. Talk to your ministers about that, prophets and deacons and, and all of those important people in your life. And, you know, anything that don't look like God, that's probably the best way I can say it. Get rid of it from your life. But I'm actually trying to this passage so you can jump down to verse 22. So I'm not skipping over, Uh, hang a second here, my uh, battery's going low on here. Uh, I'm not skipping over that, I just want to make sure you're aware, read all of it, starting in verse 19, so Galatians 5, starting in verse 19 through 21, and it talks about don't live like this, you know, just about all of us have committed a lot of those, you know, sins or whatever, but don't live like this. Um, But anyway, when you get down to verse 22, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and it goes on. I talked about this earlier today in in doing one of my mentorship sessions. And one of the things I asked them is I said, when you look at the fruit of the Spirit, what do you think or what do you see is missing from your life or is lacking? That's a better word. What is lacking? You may say, well, what is the fruit of the Spirit? The fruit of the Spirit means... If I claim to know God and I claim to be a believer and Christ is in me and I am in here, Him, this is what my life should look like. It's almost like you see a tree. This is the fruit that should be bearing from it. So when you look at your life, do you see the fruit of the spirit? And then whatever areas you don't see, like, Z, I'm really not at peace. I'm really not a patient person. There's really not kindness with me. I have a hard time with forgiveness. Those are the things then you can go to God and ask him to work on with you. Now, let me be really transparent with you all before I close out this live. Because, again, I don't want nobody thinking I'm some whatever. Um, humility is so important. God does not like pride at all. It's one of them. I, I shouldn't say it's one of the main sins because sin is sin. But he doesn't like pride. That That's one of the things that really, you look through any of the, the Proverbs, you know, even go through Psalms. I mean, he just detests. He cannot stand it part of sowing in the spirit and sitting with God is, and I want to challenge you all to do this. I want to challenge you to say, God, what is it about my life that doesn't reflect you? What is it about me? This is what I said last night and I say all the time. Search my heart. See if there's any offensive way in me. And whatever you see in me that does not look like you, that does not smell like you, root it out, Father. Take it out whatever you see that doesn't look like you. Now, when you had that kind of prayer, you got to be serious about it because God began to reveal some things in me. You know, I was planning out this whole 12 week retreat that I'm, you know, by his grace only, um, uh, getting ready to launch it by his grace only, uh, this whole 12 week, uh, program to help people. And, uh, I got to a point where I was kind of running ahead and just, I'm busy planning and trying to get it all, get all my modules together and, the webinars and the live events and everything that's going on because it's a private community. There's so many things. This whole thing is a huge thing that, um, that uh, we put together. But anyway, and God had to put in my heart, wait, wait, wait. I'm the one that drives this. I am the one. I am the one who's the head of this. I'm the one who plans this. I'm the one who's going to give you the words to say. Because I started getting worried about, how am I going to be to do this? <laughs> you know, like, there's a lot. How am I going to be able to, for 12 weeks to be, you know what I mean? And God put it in my heart, so who says it's you? So he began to work with me with my pride. And and as I and I didn't expect that. So I'm sitting in my closet, imagine you praying, you're sitting there. And God began to chip away at that pride and say, this is me doing this. It's not you. I'm the one who wrote your book. You didn't write it. I'm the one that's guiding this whole thing, not you. That's why it's important to sit in his presence because not only do you get the safety and the security of knowing you're protected, you get that hidden wisdom. Remember we talked about that in my last slide? When we talked about that, that secret treasure, you know, where mysteries are revealed in the spirit. And remember when I asked you guys, I said, how long would it take you to go in your backyard and dig and find a treasure chest if you knew that there was a treasure chest in your backyard filled with millions of dollars? And many of you all said, I would just go, I would be out there all day and all night. Well, baby, what I'm trying to tell you, when you sit in the presence of God and when you dwell with him, he will overwhelm you with wisdom, which is far more valuable, far more valuable than rubies or gold or silver. Wisdom is far more valuable. He gives it to you. I didn't come up with how am I gonna write a book. God woke me up in the middle of the night at about three in the morning and said, I'm gonna have you write a book and call it necessary. It's gonna change lives all over the world. Like, what is this? What are you talking about? I wouldn't plan on doing a podcast. Are you kidding me? Especially me, because I don't like social media. And God put in my spirit from dwelling with him. God, how do I lift you? How do I help your people? He says, You're going to do a podcast. You're going to get on the radio. I said, God, I don't like social media. So I'm sorry, but you do now. You see my point? That's where the wisdom is at. So, why, if you're sitting and worried and stressing and thinking about the right decision to make, God, I'm tired. I've heard a lot of people say, I'm tired. I don't know what to do. I'm telling you, the answers are with him. If you just sit with him for a little bit, just sit with him just a little bit and let him begin to speak. Now, many of you already know about my story. I don't even have to go into it. I don't want to always be mentioning or talking about my book or whatever. Um, But many of you already know how I got to a point where I was really believing the lies from the enemy. Oh, and I didn't even talk about that. Goodness, I gotta go because this battery's about to go. Um, if the battery goes dead on this and the live goes out, baby, it wasn't intentional. But there was a passage that I was gonna um, have you guys turn to. I think I had written it down. I'll just give it to you guys. Write down Revelation 12, 9 and John 8, 44. Those are two really good passages. It talks about how Satan leads the whole world astray. And it talks about when he when he speaks, when he when he speaks, when he lies, he speaks his native tongue. In 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, 14, if someone can write that down, he masquerades as an angel of light. Why does he masquerade as an angel of light? Why? Why is he masquerading? Because he's trying to change your perception of who God is, that he's not even there. Anybody ever been praying and you feel like, I don't even know if God's hearing my prayers? That's why we went to Daniel 10, because I want you guys to understand, baby, your prayers was heard the first time. But now let's let's engage in war and in the spirit. I don't care how how silly you think you're looking. Engage in the right spiritual battle. But he masquerades as an angel of light. So he wants to feed you. Your life ain't going to get no better. You're too old to pursue this dream. You know? Nothing never works out for you anyway. You know? Don't get your hopes up too high because you already know what's going to happen. And he's constantly feeding you your past and your mistakes. He masquerades as an angel of light. I had a little bit of a tough day today. Some situations happen. I was going to bring my butt home and go get into bed. And just as I'm about, and it's true, just I'm about to sit and get situated for bed, God puts in my heart, now I want you to go out there and speak to my people. I said, God, you know how today went. It was just so many things happened today. He says, exactly why I want you to go and talk to my people. They need to see you fight. And when I do this, when I'm lifting God, which is what this really is all about, this is really lifting him. When I do that, this actually gives me energy, gives me strength. I feel better already about my day just because I get to pour into you guys. So anyway, I don't talk so much. I better end this live. Let me see some of these comments here. I pray that there's something that I said that really helped you all. Uh, I see a whole lot of people commenting. Let me just read a little bit. The devil is defeated. That's right, Patricia. Such a treat. So glad to catch you. I bought your book in your audio book. Thank you, Tasha. Thoroughly enjoy reading your book. Thank you. Thank you. It is the grace of God. It is only by his grace that it was even written. Only by his grace. And I had no idea toward the end of that book that my son would die not long before publishing it. So when I tell you that, it almost took me out. But thank you. That means a lot to me to hear you say. Um, Someone says, thank you. This resonates with me. Um, TT said, I thank God for you. Um, Thank you for your obedience. Thanks for reading the word. You're welcome, baby. Love your spirit. Thank you, Lisa. I'm just reading a lot of comments here. Mickey says, thank you. Love you, Z. Thank you, Z. It was such a blessing. I love you guys. Someone said, I need to hear this. I had a horrible day and was ready to walk out and quit my job. Yeah, you got to understand that Save masquerades as an angel of light, baby. He really does. So I love you guys. I'm going to do, my brother-in-law gave his life to Christ. Well, amen to that baby. Amen, amen, amen. I pray you guys have been encouraged. If it is the Lord's will, I will do more of these late night. It actually works better for me doing live late at night like this. It actually works better for me because, one, I'm not rushed, and, 2 um, I'm able to come down off of my day and then just sort of pour uh, from my heart to you all um, uh, when I'm done, when I finish my prayer. So this actually works good for me. Oh, thank you, baby. So I'm sorry you had a hard day. It wasn't so bad to be honest. It was just a couple of things that happened. and I'm like, okay, God, uh, but I'm going to trust in you with all of this. So I love you all. I love you. I love you. I love you. Um, if you haven't uh, uh, joined my wait list or my um. Uh, email or text platform. You can uh, just go to my website at Zendra Glass. Um, A little bit about the 12-week retreat. My God, um, we're starting it up next week. So imagine spending 12 weeks together. Oh my God. Uh, Walking through from um, who in the world are you? What is it that you even want to do in life? What are your God-given gifts and talents? Do you even know what makes you happy? And then the next three weeks we're going through letting go, learning how to let go, Uh, uh, let go of what's no longer needed for the next level of your life. So those three weeks are definitely going to be challenging. And then the next three weeks is on preparation. And then those next three weeks is on mastery. So it's going to be a whole 12-week thing. But anyway, um, um, you all can go to uh, my website, zingerglass.com, if you want to learn a little bit more about it. I'm actually doing Zoom calls all week, meeting everyone... um, That's a part of the retreat. I'm meeting every person, every single person I'm meeting on Zoom. So um, um, if you want to meet up and just say hi, just go there and get on the wait list and ask, uh, request to get a Zoom link and we'll send you one out. Anyway, I love you guys. I love you. I pray you've been encouraged. If you don't remember anything else, I want you to remember, sow in the spirit by spending time with God. Spend time with him. Spend time with him. Wage war in the spirit. Challenge yourself to get up in the middle of the night and pray. Now, I know you'll think something wrong with me if you see me at nighttime, especially at about maybe three in the morning or four. You know, challenge yourself to get up and pray. Watch what begins to happen. There are some things God revealed to me in my spirit, and I I won't even say it live or online, but some things finally toward like 11 something at night. I don't know how many hours of praying and worship. He began to reveal to me what he's about to do in my life. And I'm like, God, are you serious? Are you serious? And he began to reveal to me. But you got to spend all of that time and and invest that time with him. But God's character is not one that if you ask for fish, he'll give you a snake. Or you ask for bread, he'll give you a stone. That's not who he is. So if you know the character of God, then you can approach him confidently. Remember we talked about the prodigal son a while ago? I'm not going to go into it now. Especially for those of you who feel like I don't did so much wrong. I can't go back to God or I don't think he really hear me and this and that. Especially if you guys didn't catch that, find that live I did the other day. In fact, please listen to this. Write this down. Please, everybody. I did a live last week called Spiritual Warfare. I don't know who was on it. That's when I was attacked tremendously. You'll learn all about it. I was attacked big time. Uh, The enemy came after me. And uh, I went live, nothing was written down, nothing was planned. And many of you watched that live. It's called Spiritual Warfare. And it talks about going against the enemy, especially when he attacks you, even in your dreams. If you don't watch anything else, go and find that. It's on Instagram, it's on YouTube, and it's on all of my podcast episodes. Uh, My podcast, again, is Unlocking Greatness with Zender Glass. But find that and listen to it and look all those scriptures and things up and get yourself strong in the Lord. You have to engage in battle. And I got to say this. Stop being afraid of going higher. When you go higher in the spirit, oh, let me just get this out, please. When you're going higher, when, you, when you're elevating and doing the things that God has told you to do, or let's say you're working on a dream or a goal or something, you got to understand it's supposed to happen where the enemy in some way tries to come at you to get you to stay low and to keep from rising. So you got to learn how to deal with opposition. You have to learn how to deal with that. So I'm, I'm asking you, watch that video on spiritual warfare that I just put up on Instagram, YouTube last week, and it's on my podcast episode. It's a powerful episode, and it's not about the power that, that, that it was me that I was so powerful. No, it's how God spoke to me in that moment, and it's how God had helped me to engage in spiritual battle. And my sleep is, is completely peaceful, to be quite honest with you, completely, you know? But I had to go there and fully engage so I want you guys to get strong in the Lord. That's my main my main premise, my main point in going live, my main point in talking to you all. Get strong spiritually. Engage in the right battles and stop responding the way that you respond when you get upset or worried or stressed about something and start engaging in the spiritual battle, okay? So I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, let me see here. Um, unlocking Greatness on the Podbeam app. See, I don't even know all the podcast platforms my podcast is on, but I know it's on Spotify and Amazon and, um, Google and all of those platforms. It's pretty much all over the place now by God's grace. Um, God has just spread it. It's not me. It's him. Um, but yeah, you can find it there or on my YouTube. Um, someone says, yes, powerful. I watched it. A man Z would definitely watch it. Yes. It's called spiritual warfare and it'll be very easy to find. Anyway, I love you guys. I am going to do my best if it's God's will, um, to, um, talk to you all um, maybe like this in the evenings and I just want you all to know I'm here for you and God knows I'm going to do my best to share whatever God puts in my heart to help you all okay I'm here you're not alone you're not alone we all are here for each other you guys we got to start spreading love throughout this world we have to we have to start spreading love because it's so missing That's one of the rules that I have. Anyone that gets in any type of mentorship or even this 12-week retreat thing, uh, retreat, transformational journey is what we're calling it, this whole 12-week thing. One of the rules, and you'll hear me say this if I'm on a live Zoom call with you, no one um, gets to come in there and and, um, be rude and um, in any way unloving to other people. We're there to lift each other up, okay? And that's what this community needs to be about as well, okay? We need to spread more love in this world. So I'm here to love up on you. God knows I'm I'm praying for you guys and I pray this has been helpful. All right, let me read some comments as I close out. Tasha says, "Thank you Z. Thank you. Love to everyone. Love you Z. Love you as well, baby." Love you, love you, love you. I think I see some people from my mentorship program in there. Hey, and here. Hey, baby. Uh, and I see Patricia saying, let's spread the word of of love. Yes, yes, yes. Love covers over a multitude of sins. Pray for me, please, Z. I've been listening to you to gain strength during my divorce. Baby, I pray you've been encouraged. Um, you know, um, you just made me think about something, too. I want you all to let me know uh, if you'd like. A, it's really been in my heart to do a series on relationships, um, loneliness and marriage or... Um, going through a separation or anything on that note. Uh, many guys, many of you are not aware. I, I used to lead these 30-week studies. Um, I'm going to have to, my, my life is ending because this battery is going down, but it's been in my heart lately. God put that in my spirit the other night. I'm like, oh, Lord, I don't want to go down that road again. And he's like, uh, you're going to need to do something on relationships. There's a lot of people lonely out there and lonely in relationships, whether they're married or not. So let me know if that's something you all want, um, because uh, he put that in my heart last night when I was in prayer and uh, God knows I've got a big history with that. And um, I used to get with these uh, ladies for 30 weeks at a time, and their lives have changed so differently that to this day they are completely different people. They've been strengthened. It's not anything I've done. It's God just working through me through the platform, um, I think we were going through a, um, it was called a spiritual discovery, which is a, a whole nother author wrote that book, but it was just absolutely amazing. So let me know if that's something that interests you guys. And I, I might do a series on relationships, um, which is something I know I don't talk about often, but God's been putting it in my heart that you kind of been, beating around the bush with that. And there's some people out there that are extremely lonely that needs it. So let me know um, if that defines you as well. You go to my page at Zenja Glass and just go to the contact us link on there and just send me a message. I'll read through all the messages tonight, in fact. So just go to my website, go to the contact us tab and uh, send me a message or two. I love you guys. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I pray this has been helpful. Bye-bye.